Hey there, it's Quandry. We're still recovering from the Size Matters Live panel at Midwest Fur Fest, as well as the Thanksgiving holiday where we ate so much and became such a group of fat furs that we're not going to be able to actually record our traditional mini-episode this week. However, we don't want you, our beloved audience, to go without a daily or weekly dose of Size Matters. So we put together a little combination of the tech rehearsal that we did before Size Matters as well as a reading of Noxie's story, A Debunked Theory Part 2, which we read Part 1 a few weeks back. So, here it is, just kind of thrown together. Hope you guys enjoy it, and we'll see you next week for Episode 13 of Size Matters. Hey, everybody, it's... Monday. No, it's not. It's Saturday. Ah. And I'm Quandry Bashir. We're sitting here in room... Something. Extracted. <laughs> uh, Name no, and address act- withheld. By the time anyone actually hears this... Come on up to room 443. There's yeah. pizza Yay. in the past. Yes, if you if have you... your TARDIS or your DeLorean... Yes. Or, uh, Did you fill up ours? You can swing around the sun and use the sun's gravity. Right. Travel back in time. Yes, time dilation. It's a great thing. That's not how time dilation works. In the opposite way, which is impossible, but we're furry, so we can do anything, right? Yay. Except for time dilation. But, 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 hey. Have any of you actually read Time Travel Einstein's Universe by Dr. J. Richard Gott? No. I have. I have not. You have? Rex? Dang. God. It's possible. I need, I need to, to get one of them high-class education. So, okay, so, Sylvan, how is time travel possible in Einstein's universe? Uh, it's possible even how the Big Bang got started. <laughs> I mean, after all, if you think about it, the whole universe is compressed into a singularity that's absolutely a steady state. How does it ever become unstable enough to explode? Well, one small tiny particle, one nanosecond into the future, slips back into the past and upsets the balance, thus creating itself in the whole Big Bang. Bazinga. <laughs> what if it was intentional then? What if somebody actually... Oh, no one's... That? It doesn't matter if it's intentional or not. It's irrelevant. The point is, it's one of the theories as to how it all happened. But what if somebody now realizes this and sends that particle back and then creates a whole new universe which totally changes the entire world so that we have mass <laughs> What if they're the one that created the universe in the first place? As Dr. Gott points out, I, there's I nothing in physics it. that he knows of that says time travel's impossible, only extraordinarily energy consumptive and really, really, really difficult. Really, and, um, really, 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 really difficult. What? And it's dumb. What's, What's your two cents? Because there would be so many risks into doing it that it would probably fuck up the whole timeline. I'm going to go it. back in time and make things. sure your parents never met. <laughs> and then by doing that, you might end like an entire chain of people that 20 years in the future might cure cancer. Has anyone seen the movie Sound of Thunder? I believe we talked about this. Before. How about reading the book? Yeah. So maybe Dragonian, maybe you being born is the reason that 20 years in the future cancer doesn't get cured. I think yeah. Dragonian's the cause of cancer. Uh-huh. Yeah, I think so, yeah. Dragonian traveled back well, in time to when cancer was born. Well, I can't really... I mean, while I don't approve of cancer, I do <laughs> well, approve of... Well, that's a really, a really uh, just well, like, uh, controversial statement We all know there. what the cure is. Really I don't approve of cancer? What's controversial about that? 
<laughs> he doesn't approve of Welcome cancer. Welcome to Sarcasm 101. You don't approve this your is- own self because you're the you're cancer, basically. I think cancer is bad, but I think things growing wildly out of control is good. Except for cancer. That makes no sense because cancer grows wildly out of control. <laughs> Which is why I said except for cancer. Okay, well, macros, in a way, if you think about it that way, this is probably the darkest way to describe macros. <laughs> Are you going to... No, shut up. Stop it right now. You're not going to call macros cancer. <laughs> We're not cancer, but why do we break so many things? Hey, look, it's cancer. <laughs> Yay! Oh, wait, you people can't see anything. Myself. What's wrong with you, Quandry? They can't see us. If we had a video podcast... pulling off his head. <laughs> <laughs> the magic is ruined with it's Tom Cruise! Oh, gosh. So, for those of you who, who may actually, if we actually do end up posting yes, this. Yes, please, we have which to. I'm guessing yes. we're going to do. Um, Let's see, we got. Clones. This is just us doing a tech rehearsal yes. in our hotel room at Midwest Fur Fest 2013. Live! In the room, we currently have Quandry, Sylvan, Dragonian, myself as the host, and also Frieder, Rexwolf, that. Oh, did I say your name right? Zev. Vagina? I, I totally flipped it! Zev! Waldo! I'm kidding. Right. No, Regen, uh, Taurus, and Bill. Adamus, yes, okay. That uh. dude. Hi, uh, Adamus. I actually haven't met you. And Cinna. Oh, and Cinna. Sorry, Cinna. Wow. Well, Cinna, no, Cinna doesn't count because he's over. Un- he's un- there. Un- he's right there. Well, and Cinna was wearing the fursuit head, so. Yeah. Now he's Cinna. Cinna was, okay, so what's going to be happening? Since you guys are going to hear this in the future, and the plan will not be spoiled because none of you have DeLoreans. Um, Cinna's going to be running around as me while we're doing the podcast. So, yay! Unless, of course, a certain panda decides to post this tonight. Do it, no, do it, do it, do it, do it, do it. I'm really going to have time to edit this and post you this could. and also do all the con stuff I want to do in the six hours before Make it the... raw. Just like the whole, just this file. The thing is, I'm pretty sure that there is going to be some editing for the fact that these microphones are picking up a little bit of extra sound. Me. But hey, that's what that's what being the host, that's the responsibility it, it comes And with. Dragonian, you are failing at the marketing. Failing hard. What are you talking What? You're a representative, right? I'm the producer, not the marketing department. Well, that's what the producer does. Uh, no, that's the, the marketing department. I thought you were the community Just break manager. something and get people to notice us, okay? Why do you people keep changing my job title? <laughs> I didn't. I know you gave yourself producer. I, I, I vetoed that. I said that you were the community manager. Hey, speaking of veto, I wish he was here. Everyone knows, who's, who, uh, everyone knows who Vito is, right? Yes. Danny DeVito? <laughs> Vito. Yes, Danny DeVito. No. Vito Telford. 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 Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. You said Vito and it made me think of it. I, I know, yeah. yeah. It's so weird actually doing this and seeing people talk. Yeah. It's like, like, I'm so scared. I Stop am terrified. <laughs> I think I'm going to go to the actual live podcast thing with a giant bag on my head. <laughs> I was gonna say, you know it's going to be scarier doing this in front of like at least three times the audience. Yay, we're because I'm so pretty sure fun. most of the people who are in this room right now are going to be there. Huh? And uh, we're probably going to have at least, at least twice the amount of people that are in the audience, I'm guessing. I can yeah. guarantee at least twice as many people just from who I know. Yeah. yeah. Every single person i've gone up to today who has mentioned it and i've not been the one to mention it they've been like i can't wait for your podcast i'm like oh been like uh 20 or 25 oh god panic attack, <sighs> panic attack. <laughs> i would pounce this you but you have technology this is why there's that half empty bottle of maker's mark over there Aww. i thought that was because you're an alcoholic yes. I tried so and, and hard. And you know to what? Well, we, I don't want to talk too much about that because I do want to talk about that actually during the show. Right. But Sneak you peek. did a great job. So, you know, yes. I guess that means that if you feel nervous about something, it just means you've prepared yourself. I am, I am currently Except that cuddling a Rex really, will live. Well, I guess this is preparing ourselves here. If, if we weren't prepared, we wouldn't be doing what we're doing right now. Right. What's preparation? 
I don't know. You wouldn't know that, would you, Kenson? Nope, not at all. This is more preparation than we've ever done for any of our podcasts. That's true. Like, Despite my desperate attempts to change that. And not only have we been mentioning it, like, the past three podcasts prior to this, like, the past three full episodes, we've also been excruciating and planning and things and stuff, so... We've been excruciating? Ex- <laughs> yes, grammar. Everything about this podcast is excruciating. Everything has been planned except the grammar behind it. You keep using that word. I do not think it means what you think it means. Just, <laughs> it's just like how Kenson also doesn't know what playing devil's advocate means. I don't know. I'm just a poor, lonely zombie. Well, on that kind of thing, train, same train, I'm pretty sure that you've used the word literally without actually knowing what literally means. Yeah. Before, which is not un, it's, it's un, it's not uncommon. Yeah, I, yeah, I know. All of us have one you of those words. Know, I literally ate more than my life saved. No, you didn't. Do you guys know the oatmeal? No, that's figured. You're completely being figured. You've heard of the oatmeal, right? He, like, has an entire rant about that. Like, there's books and stuff. I've heard of Quaker oatmeal. <laughs> Except that Merriam-Webster just introduced uh, a new definition for the word literally, meaning ironically figuratively. Really? It's really friggin' annoying. Oh, God. No, I always thought yeah, so, it out like that. <laughs> that is the destruction of our English language at that point. Yes. Slang. Yes, it it's is. no different than any other I slang word. Propose at this point, a knock, knock. we are uh, proposing a new language because English is dying, and it's just going to be a series of chirps and squeaks. Works me. Uh, no, from now on, we're just going to do every part. Hey, it's a bomba. There's a bomba. La 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 Prominent part. Uh-huh. Hey, I call oh, it's alkali. Uh, alkali, am I told totally Yeah, uh, trust me, I've all done it too. How? Done what? Call him Akali. Oh. But you gotta be wearing some like flannel shirts and uh, be constantly berated by a cokehead. The most confusing thing is that one of like the people that runs this con is also named Alkali. Oh yeah, it's true. Oh my gosh. Yeah, uh, and I think that's one that actually does a podcast because when I saw that, I saw someone doing. It, I was like, hey, Alkali does a podcast, and he's from Chicago, right? He does the lupus thing. Yeah. Is that why you're now a Roo? Ferrets are adorable. Ferrets are like the otters of the land. Yay! And narwhals are the Jedi of the sea. No. Weasels are the otters of the land. Weasels and otters are more close to the And otters are just weasel foxes. Weasels a good website. That's only the becoming on our fandom. The otters. What do you say? The wet foxes. Yeah, otters are just wet foxes. That's basically just the way our fandom is now. Oh my gosh. You know, I don't think have I ever mentioned this to you guys? Like, okay, probably not. Yeah, I mentioned it to you when we were in Texas, but. I was told if I was not a cheetah, I would have no choice. I would have to be an otter. Like, I had no choice. And I'm thinking, yeah, and like, I tried hmm. to convince you to make a secondary character I do. as an otter. I want to. Um, you totally said you didn't. You can't go back and forth. Wait, I didn't? Oh, wait, you always go back and forth. Yeah, yeah what is going on? What, why is everyone suddenly an otter? What has gone? What has uh, happened? I'm excited for December so I can be my Because otter. foxes get used up. Last year, I decided yeah, to be, I created an otter oh, character in December. Well, they do. <laughs> 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 my otter for some. They're cute and playful, and they're just... 
they, they have a large presence even outside of the furry ha, fandom. You, ha, you have a term of what a otter is. Uh, but why suddenly now are they suddenly exploding in popularity where everyone is an otter? They reached a tipping point. The, the, the fandom goes through. I mean, I was talking to Zev earlier, and he said that there is a there was a period where cats were the big thing. Yes. Everyone and their mother was a, was a house cat. Wolves, dragons, you know, they all go through. Hey, dragons are always relevant. But, well, not really. But, <laughs> Look at this room, for example. Well, we do grow wildly out of control. Well, the definition of an explosion, since the word was used, and I love the definition, is something getting really big, really fast. So, hmm. Bill Nye the I thought it was the fifth. Maybe a fifth. Oh, no, that's Beekman. Guys, stop being pedantic. <laughs> Yes, shallow and pedantic. Uh, I might as well at this point just take like Kenson's audio from all the previous podcasts and splice it in. Since he does they do say a lot of the same things over and over. We, I mean, I'm sure we can just make a soundboard out of him. Redundant kitty is redundant. I think someone has already, if someone hasn't done that by the time we get out of uh, Chicago, then we have failed in our mission. So is that the next big thing to give to the listeners to say create a uh, Kenson uh, soundboard? Make it furry. I was supposed well, to be the tag be for like every for, episode. Uh, a tech rehearsal. I don't want a huge amount of stuff to have to edit. So uh, I think that everything should be going okay. We'll be doing a actual podcast that will be the real one, which you'll probably be already have heard before this one. So you're going to be the one experiencing the time warp, listeners, not us. Let's do the time but let's warp again. If you had to summarize your feelings on the episode for tonight in one word. What would it be? Starting with Argonian. Hmm. Ah! <laughs> Works for me. Sylvan. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry, I'm trying to get my hearing back. Uh, so deaf is your word? Deaf, yeah. Sorry. No. Deafening. Uh, contastic. Contast. Mm, I like it. Fine. I'm sorry. Bar- in, in the best possible way. Hmm. Really? <laughs> not, not, in the, not in the sexual way, but just in the... Think of who's listening to us. Hi, guys. Oh, oh, yes, how are they going to take that? Size matters. Love. So everyone, come to the panel tonight, and you can all have sex with Quandry. <laughs> I, I currently do not approve of any of that. No, Kinson says currently, which means that could change between now and then. Yes, he is going permanently, to permanently, permanently do not agree with that. All right, my word is spotacular. How do you All like right. it? So thanks for listening, and Couldn't we'll see you tonight if you're here, or have fun, and we'll be back next week Yay. for something, something, something. something if Sylvan doesn't like kill something. me. Oh, oh that would happen. What'd you say?
Kenson grinned down at a comparatively tiny red panda. Gosh, you're so teeny! I could just pick you up and squeeze you! Well, actually, I think I will. The cheetah giggled, stooping down. Quandry darted indoors, heart racing as he dove under a table. For a moment he thought he was safe. That is, until a horrible, hollow groaning came from the very framework of the house. The red panda poked his head out from beneath the oak dinner table, just in time to see the ceiling shake, sprinkle crumbles of dust and debris, and then altogether lift right off his home. Jensen could hardly hold his gales back. He neatly deposited the roof down on the lawn, keeping it in one intact piece. Once that task was finished, the enormous cheetah turned back to his friend's roofless house. Where'd you go? He tilted his head, reaching in, beginning to move furniture around with a ridiculous ease. A couch that normally took two people to lift was moved about by a single finger. Quandry watched from beneath the table, which Kenson hadn't touched yet. A mix of conflicting emotions clouded his head. Fear and confusion, but also fascination and awe. After all, Kenson shouldn't have existed to that size. Every scientific law contradicted the giant cheetah's existence. How was he still breathing? Why wasn't gravity crushing him against the Earth's surface? Quandry was torn out of his scientific musing as the spotted hand was replaced with a foot. It was set in the middle of his living room, crushing a small coffee table and a dark leather couch, flattening them with a mind-boggling ease. I guess I'll just have to crush every piece of furniture till I find a little red panda. Henson called out, once again falling victim to a fit of gleeful giggles. Henson was true to his promise. He slowly and deliberately crushed each piece of furniture he could find. He crushed chairs with his heel, tables with his sole, and small appliances with his toes. In a matter of minutes, Quandry's living room was an apocalyptic scene. Everything was crushed, broken, or flattened. Everything except for a round dinner table, of course. The Red Panda was terrified now. Primal fear gripped his mind in an icy vice grip. When the table began creaking, however, was when he was pushed over the edge. A defense system was activated, one he never knew he had. The defense mechanism? Growth. Quandry barely noticed it at first. Slowly, the table began to feel like it covered less of his body. The crouched red panda hardly fit beneath the one spacious dinner table. His tail swished out from beneath it, his feet and hands both stuck out, and even his head ended up bumping into the hard wood. Henson blinked, noticing how the red panda's body was growing altogether. The cheetah's foot no longer seemed as immense as it once was in comparison to the red panda. He could only watch as Quandry grew rapidly. Oh, jeez. He murmured, lifting his foot out of the inside of the house. He was just in time, too. Quandry's thigh had reached that spot. Quandry kept his eyes squeezed shut, unaware of what was happening to himself. He felt tingling, almost as if every part of his body had fallen asleep at once. It was a strange feeling, no doubt. Furniture debris was being pushed out of the way as the cluttered living room was forced to make space for the growing creature. Quandry, unaware of the strength that growing had bestowed upon him, stretched his legs out. His feet blasted through the front of his house, and his heels tore right into the ground, leaving two jagged gouges in the soft earth. Henson lifted his foot out of the house and took a couple earth-shaking steps back, asphalt cracking beneath his feet. Uh, Juan? He squeaked out, clutching both hands to his chest. The panda already seemed as large as Kenson, if not a couple of feet taller. Just so you know, I wasn't going to hurt you or anything. I just wanted to give you a good scare. The cheetah nervously giggled out, continuing to watch the once tiny creature as he hit another rough patch in his growth and demolished another couple of walls with his arms. Kenson's growth had been spontaneous, but nothing like this. Quandry <sighs> groaned quietly. His head throbbed, and he felt as if someone had just smacked him with a metal bat. 
The red panda remained in a sprawled position. His house was completely broken apart. Instead of being flattened and crushed inward, it had exploded outward and showered the surrounding area with chunks of wood, concrete, and metal. Also, unlike Kenson, Quandry was around 110 feet. When standing, the top of Kenson's head reached the red panda's nose. Quandry finally opened his eyes, which were previously screwed shut. Slowly, hesitantly, he sat up. Rubble and debris fell from his back, falling back down to join the rest of the broken pieces of house. Uh... He began, staring down at the wrecked space of land with it he now took up. It was at a loss for words. It wouldn't be. Minutes ago, he was hiding under a table, but now he was sitting upon the remains of his house. I totally didn't expect that! Jensen piped up, inching closer to the formerly tiny red panda. A nervous giggle escaped the cheetah as he reached a handout, offering to help Quandry. Quandry, who was currently the same size as his spotted friend, reached out and gripped the hand, getting back up to his feet. Uh, <laughs> no hard feelings, right, big brother? Kenson squeaked out. Repercussions will come later, but for now... Quandry grinned and playfully pounced on the cheetah. As they hit the ground, the very earth itself shook. The impact of the two giants caused the pavement to shatter, sending a shower of asphalt chunks outward from where they had landed. Gotcha! The red panda snickered out before rolling off Kenson. The simple act of rolling resulted in various houses ending up crushed and wrecked. The two giants lay side by side, Kenson with his arms behind his head and Quandry with both hands folded on his chest. Bet you're having too much fun to be upset now, right? The cheetah grinned and nudged the red panda's side. Quandry simply chuckled and rolled his eyes, responding with, Yeah, yeah. Lucky you. You know what we should do, though? Kenson slowly sat up and dusted debris out of his fur. Before the other giant could inquire, the cheetah continued. Remember that one sector of the city that was scheduled for demolition? A grin spread across Quandry's face. We should help the city with that. He murmured as he followed the cheetah's movements and eventually stood back up. Assorted debris crunched and crackled beneath his feet as he wriggled his toes and dug them into the wreckage. Mm, uh, oh, oh, sorry. Nothing like the feeling of crunchy concrete, asphalt, and wood beneath your toes. I stopped holding back my urges a long time ago. Kenson giggled out in reply, pressing his foot down on a small piece of housing that hadn't been reduced to chunks. Anyway, let's get going before it gets dark. It's not fun if you can't see what you're crushing. Still remember where the district is, right? Thirty stomps west, of course. Various sounds rumbled through the city, crashes, crunches, booms, and shatters. If not for the occasional gleeful giggle, people would have mistaken the noise for an earthquake, an earthquake that only affected the uninhabited part of the city scheduled for demolition. Strange, indeed. Quandry, watch this! Kenson crawled, called out, before performing a belly flop on a series of small, one-story buildings. The ankle-high buildings were annihilated instantly as the cheetah remodeled them. The feline rolled around in the wreckage, emitting a happy chirp as another couple of stores were shattered and reduced to dusty rubble. I'm a wrecking ball! Quadri chuckled and stuck his tongue out at the rolling feline. Mass destruction is nice and all, but what about this? The red panda turned around, motioning to a 50-foot office building. Considering that Quandry himself was around 100 feet tall, the building only reached up to his thighs. It was a rather wide building, too, but it was merely the width of the giant's foot. Regardless, he raised a foot up high and cautiously set a toe onto the flat top of the office. He gradually increased pressure, and his toe broke through the concrete and bent metal. See? Nice and slow. He practically purred out, continuing to lower his foot, breaking through office floors at a steady rate. 
Most of his foot ended up within the building without breaking through the outer walls. And now, the grand finale, Quandry murmured, as he skillfully slipped his foot back out of the building. There was a gaping hole in the very middle of the ruined structure. Quandry grinned, took a step back, and then leaped into the air. Both of his feet smashed down into the office structure and crushed it like a tin can. The force of the double stomp ended up completely wrecking the building, leaving nothing but a dusty foundation. It aptly matched the other uninhabited block. A bright red dragon sat at a note's desk, scribbling away at a formal-looking document. You're charging an awful lot for demolition, he grumbled under his breath. We're the only crew with the equipment, Mr. Mayor, replied a burly pit bull. He was grinning from ear to ear, obviously pleased about the large sum of money he was going to receive. So as you want to sign right down there, and we'll get to work, Mr. Hitsume. A horrible groaning and creaking came from above the two. The building itself shook, jarring the pan out of the dragon's hand. What? He gasped out as the roof was torn right off the top of the city hall. Dust and rubble rained down from above, showering the mayor and the construction worker. Too late, cause we already did it! Chirped out a monumental cheetah, his head looming into the small square room. We'll take half of whatever you were going to pay him added a slightly larger red panda, who tapped on the window outside the office. Uh, yeah, sure. Let's... The dragon choked out, still staring up at the face of the giant cheetah. He hastily reached into his dust-covered desk and tugged out a check. The mayor hastily scribbled an amount on it and held it up. The little paper was taken between the tips of two of the cheetah's claws, and, just like that, the pair of giants stomped right off. Job-stealing jerks, grumbled the worker, apparently unfazed. He stomped right out of the office, leaving the mayor to collect his thoughts. I think, uh, Pittsburgh has a block or two scheduled for demolition. Well, we know where to go next. Said, I gave you one job. You had to be down here, say goodbye to me, so I could kick your ass in Pokemon. But now you're not down here, you're up there sleeping because you got to be some kind of cat and be like, oh, look at me, I'm going to sleep for five hours. And then I'm going to sleep for another five hours because I'm lazy as fuck, even though I know you're still vibrating up there because you can't keep still for five seconds. Get your ass down here right now. <laughs>